Hey guys, welcome to This Is Everything, episode number 12, uh, with my guest Chelsea Quinn. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening to this. Um, it's such a big deal to me that you guys do, because, I mean, it's kind of, it's pretty intentional. You have to, like, subscribe to it, which if you do, awesome. I hope you guys are subscribing. And then you have to choose to download it, and then you have to choose to actually put it in your ears, and then you have to choose to commit for whatever, however long we talk, which I know can be long. But thank you so much. It's really cool. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Um, if you're new, this is your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you stick around. Um, it's great to have you guys on board. So, that being said, uh, this is, of course, brought to you by the State Lines Network. We're at state-lines.com. And the reason I say that is because I always pester you guys in the intros to follow along with everything we're doing. It's really important for this episode because my guest Chelsea is the host of a brand new podcast we just launched on the State Lines Network called Literally Dying with Chelsea Quinn. And um, that's why we kind of lined it up. Hers just premiered last week. If you're listening to this when it comes out, it premiered last Thursday. Um, so this is coming out on Monday. Listen to this. When you're done, go ahead and listen to Chelsea's first episode. It's awesome. She's going to be talking about death, which is something that a lot of people don't talk about. So it's a podcast centered on that. I know that might sound heavy, and it can be, but I was a guest on it, um, and it was we had a great time. Uh, it's a really cool podcast. Please check it out, uh, preferably after you <laughs> listen to this one. Um, but yeah, so check out all of our stuff. In addition to Chelsea's podcast, uh, we have a bunch up there. We I think we're up to six now. Well, it's really growing. We have a bunch of really good content coming out. In addition to the podcast, which you can also find on the state-lines.com or iTunes, you can find um, all of our articles and uh, different content on the website as well. Please check it out. It's so cool. So again, the website is state-lines.com. We're on Twitter is at TweetStateLines, Facebook.com slash StateLines, Instagram is at StateLines, and Tumblr is officialstatelines.tumblr.com. And uh, please follow Chelsea. She's at Chell of the Sea, C-H-E-L-O-F-T-H-E-S-E-A. Clever. I see what you did there. And then um, go ahead and follow me if you want. Join in the conversation. I'd love to hear from you guys. That's something that is always really cool because um, sometimes it feels like I can be just talking into uh, nothing. And I know you guys are listening, but it's always really cool to hear feedback. Um, tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. I'm always listening. It's just really cool to know that people are listening in general. So follow me on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and um, talk to me if you want. I'm at Daniel underscore Cura. Or if you want to write something more than 140 characters, you can always uh, email us at statelinesmarketing at gmail.com. And if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast or any of our other podcasts, go ahead and shoot an email to that address as well. Statelinesmarketing at gmail.com. So I think that's about it. Um, as I've said before, if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, that includes a star rating and a written review, I will go ahead and give you a shout-out in an intro. So this one goes out to I May Be Biased. And I don't know who you are. I have some clues. I don't know if this even counts. Do I know you? I don't know. You're biased. I'm assuming you do. But thanks. It's awesome. All right, guys. This is it. This is everything. Episode number 12 with Chelsea Quinn. I hope you love it. Please follow along. You guys are awesome. I'm done talking. There are old people making out on my TV. Ugh. That's gross. I'm not just watching old people making out. It's a um, erectile dysfunction commercial. It's kind of grosser. I'm sorry. Sorry, Chelsea. I ruined the intro. Bye. 
We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. So how you doing? I'm good. Just like meeting at work ran late, so I had to rush home and then... It got it gets dark so early, so it just like throws all of my sense of time off. Yeah, we're. I think this is like the first night here. It's kind of gotten dark a little bit early, but um, yeah, whatever. So, what's uh, I honestly not for like to sound bad, but I have like no plan as to what I'm gonna talk to you about. No, that's fine. Like, not that I don't want to talk to you about anything, but I was just like, meh. I don't know. I don't like scripting stuff. So, no, that's what's, fine. What's new with you? Uh, nothing. Oh, well, I guess kind of a lot. So I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Nothing really, but actually a ton. It's just been really busy. It's been a crazy couple months. It's like Brianna's in town. My best friend is in town right now. Mm-hmm. But she went up to San Francisco to see her brother for two days. So it's like this weird, I have a guest, but I don't have a guest. And then I just made the announcement today at work to everyone that I'm leaving. Oh, and we just nice. set, Yeah, we just set my final day for like January 13th-ish. So that stuff is new and big and weird (laughs) and overwhelming. And then we're like out of town this weekend for comedy with Keith. And then we're gone in November for a week going to New York for vacation. So it's just like been chaos, but fun stuff, not bad stuff. So, yeah, Um, I guess, I mean, this is going to come out. When is it? I don't know. When is this going to come out next Monday? So okay. like four days after your podcast. So woo, congrats woo. on the podcast. Yeah, that's been another part of the craziness is like yeah. wanting, I want to take the podcast seriously and I want to do it right. And yeah. I've been trying to get like a ton of interviews set up. But when you work a typical nine to five, all my interviews end up being like weirdly late at night or I have to like piggyback them on each other on the weekends. And so it's been awesome. Yeah. It's just been crazy. Yeah, that's been like my... Like, I, I've been loving it, but that's been the, like, crazy behind-the-scenes stuff that it's just been a learn-by-doing type process, and the doing process behind the scenes has been kind of bananas. <laughs> but, I mean, it's fun. I'm I'm excited for your, I mean, I guess I should say yours is called Literally Dying, which I listened to today because perks of being on the back end of the website. <laughs> but, yeah, it was awesome, but I'm excited for it. So. I guess we can kind of say like what it is. Yeah. So, you want to explain it? Yeah. So basically I about a year ago had been talking to Keith about wanting to start something. I felt like a lack of creative sort of uh, expression in my life, I guess. Like I haven't had a project outside of work that I really cared about or wanted to do. Um, and I like to perform kind of, but I'm not a person who's going to like get on stage necessarily, but I want yeah. to do something. And so I was wanting to start a podcast And we'd been bouncing around a bunch of ideas. And I actually had come up with, like, five other ideas. And I was like, yeah, I kind of like that one. But nothing struck, like, enough that I actually pushed through with it. So once I came up with this idea, which is the show is called Literally Dying, it's basically just talking about death. Um, I've experienced a ton of death in my life uh, for being someone who's young. I lost my mom when I was 15. And then just sort of a bunch of other death in my life has happened. And I think it's like a weird thing where we talk about it, but only like kind of whispered or like with these weird (laughs) days. And for me, I've spent the last like two years in therapy on and off. Um, And I think after nine years, I grieved my mom's death for the first time, which is really weird that it took almost a decade 
to grieve death. But I think that's what happens, especially when you go through it so young. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I want to talk about it. Like, I shouldn't feel uncomfortable when I talk mm -hmm. about my dead mom in front of other people because it's my dead mom. It's no one else's dead mom. They can't be weird. Yeah. But they make me feel weird. And so this idea was born to just kind of talk about it, laugh about it, share the stories, get us all on the same page, like bring it, bring death to life, you know, not be scared of it. Just have those conversations because yeah. I've always been super scared of death. I was like the kind of person who didn't want anyone to talk about it around me because I thought that meant bad things were going to come we summoned them somehow. Um, but yeah, so that's what it's going to be like. Every episode will have a few different people featured because I think a one hour interview format just about death with one person could get a little too heavy or a little too, a little too much. Um, yeah. So yeah, every episode will have a theme featuring a few different people telling stories related to that theme. Very cool. Yeah. The first one I listened to today was super good. I liked it. I mean, it was kind of more of like an intro episode, which mm -hmm. I probably should have done <laughs> for my own. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm excited to have you have you on. One to have like not to sound like cliche and weird, but I'm just so happy we have like a girl pumping out content now because it's Me just been too. like it, it's just been a boys' club and like it's been a lot of sports. And I I love sports, but I don't really like blog or talk a lot about it. So. I feel like in the wave of like all of our sports content, I've been kind of like treading water. Of like, <laughs> I'm still here doing not sportsy stuff, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm excited that, that you're doing that. I'm super pumped. So yeah, you guys need some estrogen. So that'll be good. <laughs> you're my uh, second, second uh, female lady on the podcast, which is exciting. Um, trying to think so far, it's been like one per 10. This is episode 12. So you're, <laughs> so we'll see. Up those ratios. Right. It's because you want to talk about like nerdy superhero stuff and that's all your bro friends. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Me and my wife just talk about that all the time. <laughs> this is just not no, on the microphone. There are definitely women. Who no, 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 no. I know. When Good do we voice. get a Noel episode? Uh, that's what I was going to say. She has kind of claimed or dubbed herself like the unicorn of my podcast because she's always like mentioned, but never heard or she's, she's come in in the middle of a couple of podcasts, but I had to like edit her out because like she was like getting home and then Max, my dog would start barking and just like blow your eardrums out. So um, I interview you for like some sort of significant one for like the 50th episode or something. No, well, yeah. Interview. I'm gonna have her on at some point, but we'll see. Or she might just like being the the unicorn. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, not to. I mean, I didn't mean to start out like all pluggy, but um, okay. it was on my mind because I listened to it today. So um, we've known each other. I, I'm so bad at time and math. 2000, and <laughs> 2009, eight, eight or nine. Yeah, I, I don't think know. 2009. Well, let's say yeah. Early 2009, like January 2009 sometime. Sure. I met you when I met my now wife. So we all met at that same group. Um, and Jason, my episode with Jason, my talk with him, he mentioned you. So, yeah, mm -hmm. we all met through his organization, Current, which we went through that whole story with Jason. But um, Which yeah. I only went to Current because I had a crush on a dude who went <laughs> to Current. So nice. literally that's the only reason we went. <laughs> And then you stayed. Yeah, and I think, but <laughs> that was the only, that was like the pull. That that was the only drawing factor. Yeah. So for those that didn't listen to Jason's episode, uh, current 
was an, is a nonprofit organization that our friend Jason started while uh, Chelsea and I were in college at USF. And that's how we met working through the nonprofit and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I can't believe it's been that long, though, because, I mean, because we were friends for a couple of years and then you moved out to L.A. It's been a while now, right? Like yeah. three years? Four and a half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I moved um, in like May of 2011. That's nuts. I know. That's, I, I feel like my brain has like, is good with time, but then it just kind of like stops tracking it at a point, like to like protect myself from having a mental breakdown. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like that four and a half years is crazy. And like, I was just thinking um, the other day, like my 10 year high school reunion is like next year. What year half away? Oh, seven. So it'd be, oh. yeah, it's coming up soon, but it's crazy and weird. And I don't know. I mentioned this on my podcast I did with another one of our other state lines podcasts, uh, social media offline. But like, I just don't know. I think about this way too much, not because I care about like the high school thing, but just like, I don't know if what the hell any of us are going to fucking talk about, like with Facebook and Instagram and everything. I, like, I don't know. It's I don't think there's any chance I'll go to my high school reunion. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> the people that I care about, I keep in touch with. And then yeah. the other people, I actively choose to not keep in touch with them. <laughs> like, when I go home, because I live in California, and I went to school in South Florida. So when I'm home visiting my dad and stuff, if I see somebody from high school at a bar or at the grocery store, I hide from them. So I don't know why I would pay to go be in the room with them. That's I just, I just like had a mental image of you like at the grocery store, like hiding behind like the apples in the produce section. I am so serious about hiding from people. I hate running into people that I don't want to talk to in public. I like, I will hide from them so intensely. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like with like now, like in the twenty first century, like I don't know many people that have done it, but like. 21st century high school reunion just seems like an oxymoron. And also I just feel like it's going to be nothing but just like hours of small talk. And I just might want to just shove a fork in my eye because I hate small talk for 30 seconds. And like, I don't know, like we're going to know what you did this morning while you're getting ready to come to the high school reunion that nobody cares about. Yeah. And it's just like, you're, it's just social media projected where it's like a bunch of people being kind of phony about how happy they are with their lives. Like, if we're all going to sit down and be like, yeah, man, like I've had a struggle the last 10 years. Like right. I went through a phase where I didn't know what I wanted to be. And I had this like existential crisis. I'd be super down for that. But if we're all <laughs> going to sit around and be like, I'm awesome. My life is great. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. It just seems like, I mean, I'll still like, I don't want to sound like, like play that card but like because i mean i was cool like everybody in high school at least i mean like i got along with most people but like yeah you're right it's not gonna be it's just gonna be kind of showboaty i think but i don't know pretending like you have it all together and lord knows i don't like you want to hear the perfect example that happened yesterday (laughs) of me of me uh not being an adult yet and trying to pretend to be an adult would was um, so Noel and I have lived in our house for like eight months now. We've been renting it and it's an old like bungalow Florida style house. <clears throat> so this is 
way too much backstory, but we can't like drill into the walls to hang up any artwork. So we are for eight months. We've had like nothing. Oh my like, gosh. We just got a dining room table like two weeks ago. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but we haven't used it. We still eat on the couch, but, um, so we're going to hang up some like adulty art that Noel has like, Adulty art sounds like you're gonna put up like naked pictures or something. <laughs> Adulty art, but like, like I don't know. She's so much better, at, like house, like home stuff than I am. It's just like, I don't know. It's just paint, like art that has like wine and like. Yeah, it's not bachelor pad art. Writing. Like, yeah, ripped up movie posters and stuff. Exactly. Um. So whatever. So we bought like so we can't nail them to the wall. So we bought command hooks and like stuck them to the wall on Sun on Saturday. Today's Monday, so on Saturday we did that. Sunday, we had my old roommates come over and we carved our jack-o'-lanterns for uh, Halloween next week. And while we were carving it, we just heard a bang and a crash. And one of the command hooks, like one of the paintings just straight up fell off the wall and just shattered all over the place. So my reaction was to like pick up some of the glass or all the glass and then just take every other painting off the wall. (laughs) So so we were trying to get our nice adult actual house, um, presentable and then literally just came crumbling off the wall and then i just said fuck it and took everything down it's like don't be an adult right don't do this it was your house's way of telling you not to grow up Uh, yeah i don't know man i had like yeah i I just i'm tired of people pretending they know what the hell they're doing no absolutely and like yeah going to high school reunion for me is weird because when i was in 10th grade, I started dating a guy who's a senior. So mm. for my la- my last two years of high school, I was hanging out with people who had already graduated. And so most of my friends were a lot older. And then to go to this, it's like, oh, I didn't even hang out with you then. Like, it would just be really weird. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I used to, in high school, I ate lunch in the art room with the teachers, with my best friend and, like, with my two best friends, with Brianna and Bailey. We would literally eat lunch in the art room with the teachers because we just didn't really hang out with people at school. That's awesome. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a strange... I don't know. I'm just in a point... I don't know. I go, I go in waves of just, like, feeling and being weird about certain ways in the, like... This week, I've just been like, what the... Like, I have no idea what I'm doing being a grown-up. Today, I was like, I'm on, like, the... I'm in the second half of my 20s, which is not old, but, like, it's closer to 30 than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I have no... Like, it's just ridiculous. I know. That's how I'm feeling, because I mentioned at the beginning, but... I've been at this job that I work at at Liberty in North Korea for four and a half years. And it's like a grown up job. You know, like I oversee a lot of people and money. It's a grown up job. I'm the boss of like 20 people, interns, nomads, staff members. Like it's a a big girl job. But basically, I've decided that it's time to leave and do something else. But I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do next. So basically, come middle of January, it's just me and my life and need to figure out a way to make money and figure out what I like to do and what makes me happy because I've loved this job, but I think it's just time. I've been doing it since I was so young. So I think it's just time to try something new, but I've been having freakouts where I'm like, man, it's so much easier to just stay comfortable. It would be so much easier to just stay at this job because I'm good at it. I like it. They like me, like it all works out, but I'm like, nah, things are pretty good. Let's yeah. toss that all away and start from scratch. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the discussion Noelle and I have been having, and just like I've been having internally, just like in general, like 
like part of me is torn between like having these set of ideals and the other side being like probably every other adult did too. And it's just like childhood teenage fantasy, but like, I never wanted to just be, I never just wanted to have like a job to have a job to continue to have a job essentially. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it's, I'm just in that stage or we are in that stage where I'm just like, man, I just want to do something like you said that you enjoy and that you can also afford to feed yourself. But like, then on the flip side, I'm like, yeah, that's probably what every other person who is 26 in their life has ever said, you know, mm-hmm. but, but it's also kind of shitty. Like, I don't know. But I feel like our generation is the one that's actually doing things differently, you know, like not just caving in to like, well, I'm in this job, so I'm going to see it through to the end. You can tell the difference. I mean, the thing is, I love my job that I have now. I really do. And it's a passion and it's something I really care about. It's more that it takes up so much of me as a person because of the type of job it is. I'm on call 24-7. Like I woke up to a phone call this morning at 5 a.m. And that's pretty normal for my life. And so I just need a job that's a little bit more like me focused. But every time I talk to my dad about it, he's like, so what are you going to do next? I was thinking maybe you could work at the Red Cross. I was thinking maybe you could work here. And I'm like, the point is that I don't really want to know. Like I kind of just want to see where I end up. But I don't think that computes to, like, our parents' generation. They don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just something, like, in general I've been – not. I don't want to say struggling with, but just, like, there's something to learn to, mm-hmm. like, now that I'm married and, like, figuring out that balance of just being, like, reckless abandon and being like, okay, well, my wife is along for the ride of me being an idiot. So if I'm an idiot and fuck shit up, like, she's she's coming down with me, which is something to – which is definitely a new, a new thing to think about. Yeah. Um, What's interesting, I think, for me is that because I'm dating Keith, so my boyfriend is a stand-up comedian, and I'm definitely, like, the more stable one in our relationship that's had, like, a long-term job, and I'm just, like, much more organized and realistic, and, like, we need to think about stuff. We can't just make impulsive decisions, but it's cool because I think dating him has helped me come out a little bit from that and be more willing, and I was really scared, like, oh, gosh, how are we going to pay rent? I'm not going to figure out a job, and he was like, we'll figure it out. Like, he's like, We'll either figure it out or we'll die. Like those are the two options. And so we'll figure it out. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's just like, also, yeah, it's just that like, it's going to happen either way. And like, like what you're doing or you're going to do in January when you leave your position, that's what I was going to say when you're saying that, like you, you're going to have to figure it out, but then that's exciting because then you're forced to, and then I don't know, at least me personally, I work better under pressure. And then when Mm -hmm. that pressure would be, me me dying <laughs> i think i would think i would get some stuff done yeah when the pressure is like live outside i'll find a way to pay rent because i'm yeah. not outside <laughs> not uh, an option so um i don't want to get any further in this conversation without acknowledging the tardis artwork you have behind you because it's awesome it is isn't it i got it for keith for christmas one it's year. awesome really cool but i know our apartment's like a weird balance of me wanting to decorate, but wanting to not make it just a girl apartment because it's a studio. So it's really small. So whatever, you have to be very selective in what you put up on your walls. Yeah. We have like a Beyonce album frame and then TARDIS artwork. And then we have like an Away We Go poster and then a Star Wars poster, you know, yes. it's like this balance of. Yeah, we art. literally have nothing. Um, I think we have a mirror in our entryway. I'm trying to think. I really think that's it. And then I have my bike hanging up on the wall. 
They and need we, stuff we, on your walls. And we tried this week, and then God shut that down. Oh. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. So what's, uh, what's on your mind as of late? I was actually just going to ask you. I know I'm not interviewing you, but I was going to ask you a question. What yeah. do you think is the biggest difference in relationship since you've been married? Like from... Because I'm in like a long-term together, like over three years relationship. And I'm always so curious, like what's the big difference besides like you have a title, you had a really cool party. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah, that's a a big thing is a big party that Jesus Christ, that planning a wedding. First of all, I'll say what Michael, our friend, Michael LeBlanc told, told me, um, and God damn it, if he wasn't right, was that <laughs> being engaged is all of the, it, I don't know, what's the term? What's a good term that doesn't sound shitty? It's all the hard part of being married without any of the, the perks of being married. Yeah, that sounds like I'm talking about sex. That's not, I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> like it's without, you know what I mean? But just like, yeah. because at least for Noel and I, we weren't living together. So like a lot of the time when we were meeting up because we both had like kind of crazy jobs. So even in general, when we were dating, we would see each other maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. So planning a wedding, trying to see each other more than once a week, but for the most part, every time we're seeing each other, it's just like hectic, like shit, we got to figure some stuff out today. It, it gets stressful, you know, but that's bananas. But the change I would say, um, Hmm. Uh, I don't know, man, like a lot, but then not a lot at all. It's really weird. Like, but then again, you and Keith live live together. So I don't know. I can't really speak to that because Noel and I didn't until we, um, I think we moved in together like two weeks before the, the wedding, just because that's when it all lined up. But for a, I, I can't give you a normal person's answer. I can give you my neurotic Daniel is insane relationship person. Um, just the fact that like, for me, I'm always in relate. This could be just because of past relationships or just like the way I am with relationships. Like oftentimes um, I'm like expecting the worst mm. and like, and not necessarily like, um, I don't know, just worried that the other person might be like upset with me or not saying something or like whatever. Mm. And for the most part, not, that's not like Noel made that choice to, to be with me. So if I am being crazy, I'll like acknowledge it and be like, hey, I did that the other day. I was like, I'm sorry. I was being stupid for like two seconds there. But um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like it sounds really cheesy, but the fact that you're committed to each other and that you kind of said you would be. <laughs> so yeah. like I'm not worried that somebody's looking for an escape route. Mm-hmm. So. That makes sense. But then, I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a crazy person, so. No, I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. So th- there's some comfort there. Yeah, totally. I've always been, like, pretty anti, not marriage for other people, because I want everyone else to be happy, and I love going to weddings. So I want people to keep getting married so I can keep going to weddings. <laughs> but I'm pretty anti, like, marriage for myself. But I think the longer I'm in a relationship, the more my opinion on that changes. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was saying, I'm just curious. I'm always picking married people's brains to hear what their thoughts are. Yeah, and I was, I mean, when, like, when I was single, I was, like, the same way. Like, but also, I don't, I can't, like, my experience was 
I was single at a time where I was also stupid, like, and just like, because I mean, I was really, Noel and I got, how old was I when Noel and I got together? Uh, maybe 23, let's say 23. So like when I was single from like, let's say a good chunk of like early college to like past college or whatever, which everyone's kind of dumb at that time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just a typical like young adult college stuff. So. But yeah, I was definitely in that boat of like, I don't know, we'll see. But then it just kind of happened with Noel, and then yeah, it worked out. Yeah, no. So I think that's how it's supposed to happen. Just work yeah. out. Yeah. So, but uh, how about uh, with you and Keith? Uh, when we first started dating, he was like, he definitely wanted to get married, and I was like, well, I never want to get married, so we'll see what happens. That's weird. Um, but then. I like sort of adjusted and I was like, okay, after 10 years of dating, I'll be down to get married just because I don't want to get married as a goal. Like I don't want that to be the goal of a relationship. I want it to more just be like a side effect. Like, oh, well, we're basically married. So let's like go sign the paperwork. And then he's like lost. I think the longer we've been together, he's like, "Ah, I don't care as much about being married anymore. Because I feel like, yeah, we've like met in the middle where neither of us is against it or for it. It's more like, this is stable and this is good and we'll see what comes next. You know, I think we both see our commitment and our partnership as like a very long-term, like forever kind of thing, but not, I don't know what'll happen in terms of marriage. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, like when, like I, I always, I mean, for the most part, like if I'm being honest, I like always thought I probably would want to be married, Mm -hmm. would want to be married. Um, So I probably like when we got engaged, I was ready to get like propose and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I probably could have done that at any time. Whereas I think Noel probably was um, probably a little bit ready. And to me it was, it was either way. Like I figured it was going to happen either way. Yeah. And I was, and at that time I was like, I'm ready either way. So then mm-hmm. that's, that's how it worked out. Not to sound like super blase and not romantic about it, but, uh, but um Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't like really want to have a wedding and stuff. So I think that factors into like, well, this is what my podcast is about. And we're talking about it. It's like with dead mom, the idea of planning a wedding sounds really awful to me. Um, you know, like a girl planning her wedding without her mom just sucks. Sure. And I know my mom would be pissed about that, but also she's not here to be pissed at me. So I get to do what I want. <laughs> yeah. That idea. I'm like, eh, I'm not. so I'm like, even if we get married, I kind of want it to be like, courthouse or not even with Keith just anyone that I were to end up marrying I'd want it to be like courthouse like not a big deal go on vacation when so technically we got married uh Noel would know better Let's say like, like what no no but like technically went to the courthouse and we were like legally married like a week before okay. our like you your anniversary I was like Daniel you haven't even no 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 yet. Like, we count, like, our wedding, like, day ceremony, whatever, as our... But, like, when we got legally married at the courthouse or whatever, like, no, I can't... No joke. Like, it was just us. I think maybe one person sitting, like, in the room waiting to be called up to the next counter. Mm-hmm. And Married with Children was playing on TV behind oh us. <laughs> and it was just the best. Like, I just laughed my ass off. So, I'm Not like, technically we're married now, and this was the experience. Like they when didn't even did put us. Get your tattoos. What's that? When did you guys get your tattoos? Uh, we got so we got wedding band tattoos. Uh, both of us just 
we just got a red line around our ring finger. Um, we got those. So we got married in February. We got those like January, December. Like, that's when you were officially married. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's when you were committed, hundred percent. Yeah, Noel said that too. She was like, <laughs> like we have been engaged for like what, like five, six months at that point. And, she, and like when we went to like. I think when we got it, she's like, so you really want to marry me? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a little late at this point. Like, like, yeah, our wedding's next month. And she's like, yeah, but this seems like really permanent. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, but yeah, it was definitely more, I think on her side, like, oh, well, I guess he's serious now. <laughs> like, Seriously, that's even like more serious than saying I do. It's like on your body. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's working out good. Um, so do you want, like, I don't want to steal, like I said, from your podcast and I don't know what you're covering as far as your stuff in the podcast, but do you want to talk about like, I don't think you and I have ever really talked about your relationship with your mom and stuff. Are you good with going into that? Yeah, totally. I think we can repeat too. It's like, even if people hear about it, I think throughout my podcast, I'll probably talk about it throughout. I don't know if there'll ever be like an explicit episode that it's just about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so my mom, what do you mean? Just like our relationship? Yeah, whatever, like the, your relationship yeah. or like how that was. Because you were really young when she passed away. Yeah. Um, so my mom got diagnosed. She got diagnosed with cancer the summer after sixth grade. So I don't know how old you are then, like 12-ish? Yeah, sounds about right. 12. Um, so she got diagnosed with cancer the summer after sixth grade. I like remember coming home. I knew she had been at the doctor and it was like, everyone was crying and it was like really weird. And then they took me to the, to the mall and I bought a new purse. Like I have such a distinct memory of this being like, we're sad. So we're going to go buy a new purse. <laughs> but She was diagnosed with stage four rectal cancer, which is like pretty awful. And there's not a lot of symptoms until it's at that point. And so by the time they caught it, they actually only gave her six months to live. Um, and she ended up living until March of my 10th grade year. So a long time, like, three and a half, almost four years or something. Um, And so my mom, I mean, my whole childhood up until my mom got diagnosed was pretty perfect. Like I grew up in a really picture perfect, like mom, dad, love each other, brother and sister. We all like do sports and dance and soccer after school. And then we go on family vacations every summer. And so my mom getting sick was like a huge wrench in all of that. Um, And so she was sick for a long time, the whole time. She never went into any sort of remission. You know, it was like three and a half, almost four years of chemo and radiation and surgery and hospital stays. And so it was weird. But honestly, it sucks. I wish my mom wasn't dead more than anything in the whole world. But I think I had a better relationship with my mom, even in just the 15 years that we had together, than probably a lot of people have with their mom in 50 years together or something. And so... Yeah, my mom was just the best. I say, like, any good stuff about me, you can attribute to my mom. Like, all the good stuff that people like about me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's because I'm my mom. That's why I have those traits, you know? She was just hilarious. Um, Super fun. Always way more spontaneous and, like, go with the flow and exciting than I am. I'm definitely much more neurotic than she was. (laughs) Um, But, like, yeah, one weekend when my mom was sick, she, like, She's like, I've never driven a convertible before. I'm going to die soon. So she just rented a convertible for the weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Had a convertible. Yeah. Or like 
for one of my birthdays one year, she rented a limo and took my friends. We went to like Krispy Kreme in a limo and just drove around in a limo because we could, you know. It sounds That's like my great. mom really likes cars, but I don't think she really did like cars. Those are just two car stories. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't. So, how 15 is like, you said 10th grade, right? Yeah, it was March of 10th grade. It was right before I turned 16. She actually had planned my whole sweet 16 and then died nine days before my sweet 16. So, we had to cancel it. But, which is kind of funny, actually. So, for my sweet 16, she had planned like a bounce house and popcorn vendor and cotton candy vendor, like a big party, Uh very carnival y. And then so my mom dies nine days before my birthday and we're like, okay, we got to cancel all this stuff. But because she had such bad chemo brain, she had ordered like three different popcorn vendors, like five. (laughs) We would have ended up with like the craziest party because there just would have been duplicates of everything because she had such bad chemo brain. And we're like, good thing we caught this or this would have been a really insane party. We don't have enough outlets for all these people. Yeah. Like... In retrospect, thing like I'm always things are always kind of funnier in retrospect, and I think it would have been great not to put myself <laughs> in on your family, <laughs> but I think it would have been fantastic, like sitcomy funny if like you forgot to call one vendor and like some kind of like clown showed up at your house <laughs> just no. randomly. That would no, that would have been hilarious and so fitting to my mom. Oh, I would. Oh, it's so good. I, I gotta make. We gotta make a show. Yeah. Where that happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have so many random ass ideas of like stupid jokes where I just like I, I was texting Jared earlier today. I'm like, we need to make a thing just so I can make this really bad joke. Like, I don't know how other writers or I mean, not like I'm calling myself a writer, but I don't know how writers like brains work where for me, it's always like, OK, now I need to build this entire thing just so I can execute this one side throwaway joke that probably won't land but i think that's what people do (laughs) dating a comedian and being in the comedy world i think that's normal yeah how okay let's go into that that's interesting to me so how has that world been for you dating or dating a comedian i almost said dating comedians nope (laughs) dating a comedian and i dated another one before him it became a weird trend um but no it's awesome it's it's a weird, weird world. And like just today we found out that a girl we met up in Seattle, like in the comedy scene committed suicide. And it's sad because it's like a really heavy, dark world, but it's also such a funny, exciting, like really cool world to be a part of. And I'm so on, I'm like an observer, you know, I feel like I get to go in and be a fly on the wall. And even though I'm around a lot, I'm, my brain does not work the same way as a comedian's brain does. It's fascinating to see how their brains work so differently. But it's, yeah, it's both. It's awesome and it's really fun, but it's also really heavy and sad and scary sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, I mean, I feel like, I don't I don't want to sound like every other person in the world, but I do feel like I kind of can relate to that side more. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm always trying to like, no matter how heavy the situation is or how heavy I'm feeling, like I'll try to make light, or the situation or whatever. So oftentimes I will say things that most people don't appreciate or, you know what I mean? Whereas I feel like if you're, I mean, I could probably talk to Keith more about this, but like if you're in that group of people, then it's more okay to, to say shit. That's funny. <laughs> that other people wouldn't be uh, cool with. 
no, yeah, it's been a balance for me of learning like when I can be offended or when it's like, no, this is just how these people cope. This is just how they deal. This is like, they're not being offensive. This is just how they deal with things. And I'm similar where I like to make jokes. I'm not very easily offended, but even as someone who's not very easily offended, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so glad that none of my like normal friends are here. This is like a comedian only conversation. And even sometimes I have to tap out. I'm like, nope, I'm not broken enough to be part of this conversation. You guys continue. <laughs> Cause it's just, it gets to be too much sometimes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like it just depends on like what you've gone through. Well, I mean, like obviously you've gone through like with your mom and stuff. And then like, for me personally, like when my stepdad passed away, I found myself in recent years, like since I, it's been about two years, like just, I don't want to say I don't give a shit, but just like, I kind of don't like I, I've, when he, when he died, after he died, I kind of, I don't know, like I really appreciate life and like what it is and like how crazy and beautiful and like an awesome it is that like, well, like I know you and I met you through somebody else and like we're still friends across the country. We're talking like, you know what I mean? Like we're talking right now via um, a Google Hangout across the country, all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. But also on the flip side, it's just so fucking ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I've learned not to take everything as seriously as I, I, I once did. Yeah. So. The fun part is like one of the coolest parts. I mean, I love dating a comedian in that I love the world. So I love like laying in bed and Keith running jokes past me or like just while we were doing this he's doing a roast next week. And so he's sending me roast jokes like, Hey, do you like this one? Do you think this one's good? And I'm like, always like, you value my opinion. You know, like I'm not a comedian, but I still get to have an opinion, which is cool. But the cool part is like go getting to go into the green room at like the comedy store, getting to go into the green room at the improv and like sit next to people and act like I'm really special. When in reality, I'm like, why am I here? Are you (laughs) ever allowed to be here? Like we were in the green room at this comedy club and this other comedian and his wife were there and she ordered food. Cause like in the green room, you can only, you can usually order whatever you want and it's just covered by the club, you know, mm-hmm. but I never order because I'm like, oh, I'm not a comedian. That's awkward. I'll like pick off Keith's plate or whatever. Um, but this wife just like ordered a steak and potatoes and a drink. And I was like, wow. And she's like, Oh, you should order something. She's like, if you're in here, they'll bring it to you. Just order. Don't even worry about it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> order whatever I wanted, which is so silly, but it makes you feel like kind of cool, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like LA, I've only been to LA once. Mm-hmm. And I really do want to get back. And I feel like, yeah, for sure. And I just feel like I'm kind of like the odd man out with my group or our group of friends where like, I just really like big cities and mm-hmm. I want to just, like, I have a desire just to like, bounce from one big city to the other. So I went to LA once for a week, actually where I met Jason before I met you and everything. Um, ever since, man, I just want to go back. And it just seems like such a different, it's just such a different vibe. Not even feels like it definitely is. I mean, Tampa is nothing, but um, I love, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tampa's getting cooler. I love Tampa, but it's also, it's Tampa. Yeah. So I right now live in Long Beach, which is like a small city in the south of Orange, uh, in the south of LA County, like right before Orange County, and I think Long Beach kind of feels more like a Tampa 
vibe where it's like that middle size city. It's not like a small town, but it's not a big city. But we're going to move to L.A. hopefully early next year as I like leave my job and stuff. It just makes more sense for Keith to be in L.A. And I'm so excited to live like in the big city. I've been out here four and a half years. But because of my job, it didn't make sense to live up there because of where our office is. But I'm really excited. It's going to be it's going to be awesome and kind of scary, but fun. Yeah, for sure. Like, I just have, I mean, we live close to downtown Tampa now. Mm -hmm. So we've started, like, for the first quite a few months, we didn't really, kind of out of, like, us not having money, like, didn't really take advantage of what we were around. So we're starting to, like, even just do, like, the stuff that doesn't cost money, like, like, just walking down to downtown or whatever, walking our dog and stuff, which is fun and it's awesome. But I feel like Tampa's a little bit more, you have to, you kind of have have to have a plan before you mm-hmm. leave your house, like, all the time. And it's exhausting. Whereas, like, L.A. or any, like, Chicago or any other city, those are just, like, the two main ones I've been to. But, like, you can just leave your house and then just find something to do. Like The only bad thing I'd say about L.A. compared to, like, New York or Chicago is that it's really spread out. Yeah. So you're committed to your neighborhood. If you're in, like, if you move to LA and you're like in Silver Lake or in the Arts District or in Los Feliz, which is like the side that we want to live on, the East Side, you're in those areas. You don't just like bounce over to Santa Monica or like bounce <laughs> over to these other parts because it's like an hour and a half drive to get there because yeah. it's probably four and a half miles, but it'll take you an hour because of how bad traffic is. That's and true. So, I mean, it's great that as long as you love the neighborhood you're in, it's awesome. Bouncing around is rough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, with Tampa. It's just all over the place. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I guess it's, it'd be kind of like L.A., except with less going on in between the commute. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, totally. Yeah, L.A. is awesome. I think a lot of people hate it. And I actually don't even think any of my friends who visit really love it. Because I don't think L.A. is a city you fall in love with right away. Like, I think it's one that grows on you. A week, I know you're here for a week and you enjoyed it, but I think for most people, a week is not enough because in a week you experience, like, the bad traffic and all of this stuff and you see a lot of homeless people and you're like, oh, gosh, what's happening? But then if you're here for longer, you start to find the gems. Like, it's just cool that for Keith's birthday last year, we went to a show at Meltdown Comics. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? Okay, yeah, so it's yeah. the Nerdist does they have like a showroom in the back the nerdist showroom and we went to the show there and we were there because bo burnham was going to be on it we're like oh that'll be cool and on that show um zach Galifianakis just showed up to do comedy <laughs> as a surprise and so did judd apatow just showed up to do comedy as Jesus. a surprise and we're like that doesn't happen anywhere else unless you're in new york that's like the other city that that can happen but it's so cool and so that's the stuff I love being in the comedy world for is like, I would never have gone to that show before right. dating Keith. Honestly, I'd been to like two comedy shows before dating Keith ever. And they were awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know who I told, but I always have this, this thing of where it's totally fake. And I know 10,000% that life is not that way, but I just want for at least like, like six months, my life to be like the opening of SNL, where you're just have swanky music in the background and you're just being super cool, and there's just stuff going on. Yeah, so. you want to hear something really cool? What's up? 
we're going to New York in November. Mm -hmm. And one of Keith's friends, so my friend also is a new writer for SNL. He just got hired and he's getting us backstage tickets to SNL. While That's we're awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, that'd be killer. Yeah. I hope now that I said it on here, it actually happens. I never trust people until it actually follows through. Yeah. I mean, it can also be tough being that a new job type thing, but, um, yeah, no, he, he's the one who said he could do it. I was like, I will wait outside for tickets because you can get them. You just have to line up really early. But for me, that's like a, I have a list of 30 things I want to do before I turn 30 and that's on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was only in New York. I've only been in New York once. I think I might have been to like New York State twice, but I only went to Manhattan once. Mm -hmm. And it was a day and it was not great from what I remember. And you can't do it. Like we walked the entire day and saw nothing. Like it's so big and there's so much to do. Like, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, we're going for, I don't know, six days. And we're staying at a place in Brooklyn and then we'll just like take the train everywhere. But Keith's going to perform while we're there too. So it'll That's be an cool. interesting balance of like sightseeing and doing that kind of stuff and Keith performing. The only thing that I said we have to do is that there's two bakeries that claim to have the best chocolate chip cookie in the world. And so I want to get one from each so I can decide which one <laughs> I like better. <laughs> Keith's like, I want to go to the comedy cellar. I want to like do all these things. And I'm like, I just want to eat chocolate chip chocolate cookies. Chip That's cookies. all I care about. Yeah, man. When I went, did not do any of that. Like, I remember we ate in Chinatown, mm -hmm. which was cool, but also, I mean, I was younger and not as, like, open to ideas. So, like, I don't think I ate, really, because oh. I didn't know exactly what I was ordering. Yeah. And then I was frustrated because Little Italy was literally, like, a block away. And I was like, we walked past it after we had eaten lunch. Or I had not eaten lunch, rather. And I was like, there's all this awesome, like, there's just spaghetti outside. Why didn't we not come here? But um, I know exactly what that is. I've seen it before. <laughs> right? Oh, man. But, yeah, I've been trying to convince Noel. Like I said, want to bounce around. I have a desire to live in a big city and then also in a very not big city. Like, hmm. I can see myself, like, in a fishing, like, a, like an, uh, what should I say? Like a New England, like fishing town, quiet. And then also I can see myself just like busy downtown yeah. setting. So I've been trying to come into the world. What's that? I can never live in a small town. Yeah. I mean, I kind of did growing up because I lived in Atlanta Lakes, which is just north of Tampa, which is when I lived up there, when I was a kid, it was, it was very rural. But um, so I know, part of me likes it. But part of me doesn't. So, I don't know. We've just been talking about it. Something I want to talk to you about is after I listened to Jason's episode, you guys talking about hostels was the craziest thing. I was like, no, that is not what all hostels are like. Hostels are awesome. <laughs> you guys have had some weird experience. I mean, Jason like stole people's sheets or some shit. So he's the problem person at the hostel. He's the problem. He's who gave other people bad hostel stories. Yeah, I think he's the common denominator in the stories. So I traveled this summer for a month, Europe, yeah. by myself, like completely alone. I went to London, Portugal, all over Spain, and then Paris, and then Dubai. And I stayed in hostels the whole time alone as like a 20-something yeah. female. And it was an awesome experience. 
You guys yeah. have weird prejudice against hostels because you've no, only I love them. you've only stated them in the states. I've stated those two, yeah, and I do want to go. Well, I do go overseas like that. Like that's probably what I'll lean towards. It's so um, cheap. Yeah, I just kind of I don't know, man. I just I want to be. Also, I mean, like I said, I'm 26 now. Noelle's a couple years older than me, and I just want to get out and do that kind of traveling stuff now. Yeah. Like, especially being married and stuff, like, my goal, kind of loose plan is for us to, like, do stuff now and then come back to Tampa and, like, settle down and, and do whatever. And then, but, yeah, part of me just wants to do that whole, like, nomad, just bouncing around kind of, even for, like, a year. Yeah. Like, it's a year. Who, who cares? Like, that's what I told Noel the other day. Like, it's all, all of this will still be here. Mm-hmm. whenever you get back from doing whatever you're doing, you know? Yes. So there's a, have you seen the movie uh, called The Way? Mm-mm. No. Watch it. It's, I, it should be on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix and it, um, it's really good. It's a good movie, but the basis of that movie is the main character goes on this walk called, uh, shit. Uh, La Camina de Santiago. I think it is. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? And I just want to do it so bad. I watched that movie like twice. I'm like, I want to do that. Because it's, for those who don't know, it's like, it, I think it was like an early Christian pilgrimage from, is it from France to Spain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it's pretty much just that. It's just you're backpacking and hiking and then just staying in random like hostels and like just little, you get like your passport stamped, your little little booklet and it takes like, I don't know, a couple months. Yeah. Like I that. met a few people that had done the Camino when I was traveling because it was happening at the same time. And I met a few who were like really tired and kind of in the middle of it. And they have like blisters all over their feet. When I was in Barcelona, I met this woman who had just finished it. She had just gotten divorced. She was like in her forties. And she was like, this was sort of my like, fuck it. Like I'm just going to take two months to go do this by myself. And she said it was like the most incredible experience of her life that yeah. she made lifelong friends that it was like this crazy spiritual experience and she's not a Christian or anything, but she said it was like this crazy, like after you've walked like 150 miles, you just have this very different appreciation for your body and for the earth and for the land and for like your existence. But she said it was, she was like, I highly recommend it to anybody who wants to do it, do it. Yeah. I think is that's definitely on my bucket list. And like, that's the thing. Like, if it's two months, it's two months, and then like, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of my outtake on everything right now, which maybe isn't that great. It's a little too lax, <laughs> but uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, but, traveling was awesome. It was my first time out of the country, and my first time traveling alone, and it was like game changer. You know, like the decision to leave my job is highly influenced by the fact that I took that month to go travel, which kind of sucks for my job because. That's not the goal of that. The goal of it was to like refresh yourself, but they're super understanding and they know like no one at my job is mad at me, but it was game changing because it's hard to imagine that there's people in Paris. Like, I think when I got to Paris, I was like, there aren't people here. Like, how are there people here? That's weird. Right. And then you yeah. walk outside and you're like, oh, they're just like eating food and taking showers. Like they're just people. And that's crazy. That there's people who live in Paris every day. Yeah, yeah, I I think about that just all the time. Like the, I just think about like the relationship I have with where I live, and even just like my commute every day. Mm-hmm. Like somebody else, somebody else has that same experience, but like what you said, like in Paris or 
Australia or like, you know what I mean? Like, pla- yeah. like places I'll never be. And that just, it just kind of blows my mind. Like, are, like, where, just think of like the corner you live in and it's just so stupidly little that so tiny. It, it almost makes me upset. <laughs> like, it should just be easier to get to the other places. My big pitch for everyone since coming back from my trip is that everyone needs to go to Portugal. So I'm going to pitch it to you. You and Noel need to go to Portugal. It's one really cheap to visit like hostels each night in our hostels, like, I don't know, $12 a night or something like super cheap, beautiful hostels, the best hostels I stayed in on my whole trip. Portugal in general is doing really bad their economy. So going to Portugal is just really cheap. All their foods really cheap. Seeing stuff's really cheap. It's the most underrated country in Europe. And I haven't been to all the countries yet, but that's what I think because no one talks about it. And then you're there and it's, freaking incredible so i pitched portugal i'm like trying to convince all my friends to take their honeymoon in portugal (laughs) sweet are you sure you're not like getting a kickback from it oh i wish because then i could go back to portugal (laughs) that would be awesome Uh, the nicest people i met oh it's just it's awesome yeah that's the thing too like i mean i don't want to talk shit this is gonna sound like i'm just like crapping on all of america and I'm not, but like, I feel like we're just so tightly wound and it just drives me crazy. Like, I feel like I'm sure everybody has, like, everyone is stressed out and whatever, but I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like here it's just like constant, like just beating over the head with just like stress and like, and I don't know if it's like that other places. It could be, like I said, I could be very naive, but. From my experience, I feel like this this sounds weird. Like, I went to all these places. Like, I feel like braggy or something. I don't know. I've been weird about talking about my trip with people because it feels like weirdly like braggy or something, which I know it's not. It's just my experience. But in Spain, they're the least stressed out people I've ever met. Do you know what time Starbucks opens? (laughs) It opens at 9 a.m. That's acceptable. By 9 a.m., most people have had, like, two cups of coffee and are already, like, knee-deep in work. Yeah. I woke up at, like, 6.30 to take a bus, and I was like, I need coffee. Nope. No coffee because it doesn't open till 9. There's not another human on the street until 9. And people go to dinner at, like, 10 p.m. That's super normal. And if you're, like, going out to rage at a bar or something, at a club, you start at 1. That's, like, when you start. It's (laughs) so crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, I feel like in general, like, I almost, like, shared, like, I don't know, this is just, this is gonna sound so fucking dumb. I almost tweeted this, but, like, I was gonna, like, I had the idea of, like, just, like, tweeting that. I have ideas to send tweets all the time, and then I don't because I sound like an asshole. But, like, not to just be, like, that cheeky, obvious joke guy, because I'm not, this is not where I'm going, but, like, I feel like we would function so much better if we had just three-day weekends, like, this isn't supposed to be just, like, a fake motivational cat poster, like, in your teacher's classroom. But, you know what I mean? But, like, legitimately, I feel like if we had three-day weekends, everyone would just chill the hell out a little bit and just, like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be a lot better. I would love to work 10-hour days and have three-day weekends. <laughs> I'd be totally on board with that. Right. Because you always end up wasting one of your weekend days doing, like, boring adult grown-up shit. Yeah, because you don't have time to do shit the rest of the week. No, exactly. My goal as I leave my job is to have a weekday off, not work like a traditional nine to five for a little while. Because the idea of having like a random Tuesday off where I can go grocery shopping and like do all the stuff that I have to do without wasting a weekend day sounds so awesome to me. Right. 
Yeah, because then you just spend your weekend hanging shit up on your walls, and then <laughs> Monday comes and it falls down again, and it was all a waste of time. Whoa. Yeah. So. You need better command strips or more. <laughs> uh, I just give up. I'm just going to live out of boxes forever. So. Do you guys still have boxes? Yeah, like I'm in my office right now, or our office, and we just have boxes of all all the art we were going to hang up and like oh. like random posters and stuff, but because we're having a Halloween party this Friday. So we were trying to get some stuff up for the party, and then we're just like, nope, moving it all back to the office because it was just out in the living room. But I heard about your Halloween party. I want to go. I'm so jealous. That's when living far away sucks. Come. You can make it. That would be awesome. We're actually going to be in Fresno for Halloween, which is like middle of nowhere. Sweet. I'm, uh, I'm super, super excited. Like, I love love this time of year i love halloween like ever since i was a kid it's so good but like as an adult i'm just getting worse and worse at like being ready for it like we don't have any decorations up and it's like halloween week like i think last year i did the same thing at our old apartment like we decorated the week of and then kept our halloween decorations up like through thanksgiving because we just like did it so late but yeah i'm just bad at like planning ahead but what are you dressing up as um that's what i was gonna say we so we always try to incorporate Max, our dog, mm-hmm. like in whatever. So like a couple years ago when I lived with the roommates, um, we all dressed like Super Mario characters and mm-hmm. we dressed him up like Yoshi. And oh. then <laughs> so this year, Noel and I are dressing like Ghostbusters and he's going to be Slimer. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see that. I'm so, so excited. You got the scoop. No one else knows, but this yeah, is going to come out after the party. What's that? This will come out after Halloween anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, sweet. Was there uh, anything else on your mind that you wanted to, to chat about? I think we've been talking for a while. Yeah. Like an hour. Anything else? No. I was thinking about, I'm dressing up as Wednesday Adams, and it's funny because my cousin Allie, who you work with, Alexis, yeah. he texted me like, hey, I'm dressing up as Wednesday Adams. You she like told me this, yeah. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. Like, we live 3,000 miles apart, and we did not talk about it, and then our brains still just somehow synced up. That's awesome. I feel like I have a lot to live up to this Halloween, though, because last Halloween, I won first place at the bar costume contest. That's, what was it? What did you dress up as? I was uh, Velma from Scooby-Doo. Nice. It was awesome. I beat out people that spent so much more money on their costumes. I had gone to Goodwill and just, like, found it. DIY costumes are the best, dude. Like, I, back in my single days, I dressed up as, literally, it was so easy. It was a cardboard box. I dressed up like a kissing booth. Oh, and I just, my gosh. Like, I just wore a box around me. And then, like, I had, like, fake lipstick all over my face. Oh and my as, a, as any single guy is listening, I highly suggest dressing like a kissing booth and going to a bar. But it was... Yeah, do it, do it yourself. I, I paid for a box. I don't even think I paid for a box. It was so yeah. cheap. It was so easy. I like how you suggested this after Halloween. So you're basically telling people, just go out on a random Saturday in November. Yeah. Just like a kissing booth. This Christmas, go out. <laughs> <laughs> people will love it. No one will think you're weird. Adam right. isn't so. Right. So make it festive. Oh, so good. Sweet. All right. I think cool. uh, we're about an hour, so that should be... I- very cool. Do you want um, you want to say the tagline? What is it? Uh, it could be worse. Oh yeah, I just need to get reminded. So I just say it. 
Sure. Okay. It could be worse. Sweet. All right. All right. I, know I wanted to do that, but then I felt too dumb when I oh, wanted it's super, to. It's super awkward. Every no, time. but I love it. When I see it in other podcasts or hear it in other podcasts, I love it. I only had the balls to make Keith do it when I interviewed him, and then I couldn't make anyone else because I felt too weird. <laughs> I think also because it's like a heavy topic, so someone's like crying. And like, <laughs> yeah. oh, do you want to end with saying literally dying? Yeah. Like, I just couldn't do it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I hope that you were my first uh, remote podcast, so hopefully it sounds good. I hope it works. Yeah, we'll see. It's too late now. Jesus, take the wheel. Seriously. But. All right. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Good talking to you. You too. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Everybody's done. <laughs>